This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome to Come On Kind, in episode number 11 in season one of this very special programme with myself, Martin Quilty and... And I'm Anya Fahey. Tonight, we are going to be reviewing the county finals over the weekend, which saw three grades uh, decided uh, and we have county champions in them. So we will be deciding uh, our team of the year nominations. We're not going to do the team of the year. That will be another special broadcast on the 23rd. And we're already after having a few rows. We've been here with the last two and a half hours, putting all the data together and putting all the nominations from all of our little spies and our match referees and the whole lot together. So... Some interesting nominations is coming your way shortly. But Anya, I suppose, first of all, we're going to talk about the county final yesterday, which saw Dixborough crowned champions for the second time at senior level for their second time in three or four years, it was, beating Pilltown by a single point again. You said it a couple of shows ago that Dixborough was going to be the team to beat. And by God, did they do it uh, yesterday. They've done it the hard way, but... They came out of it in the end. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't, <laughs> to me, I don't think it was like, you know, a massive surprise there. Um, I just felt like with Dixburg throughout the last couple of weeks, um, when it kind of came into knockout championship, I just thought we'd seen um, a massive U-turn on them. Like, you know, they'd been kind of just pottering along through the, the group stages there, you know, doing enough to, to get them through. And I must say very well managed as well like you know looking after players with little niggles and things like that you know ensuring that they were going to be primed and ready for semi-final county final they done it the hard way to be fair you know beating last year's um, champions Thomastown in a semi-final and then you know to, to win a county final yesterday with such a young young team like you have to say it's an incredible achievement for them and you know there certainly are going to be teams that are going to be there for the next two years next couple of years anyway Exactly and it was a belter of a game like I mean okay it got scrappy in places but you would expect that uh, I mean the pitch was heavy after the intermediate final as well yesterday teams were probably a small bit tactical um, mm-hmm. Um, in that they tried to get their matchups right in the whole lot. It was level at half time, as we know, one six to nine points. It was level with nine minutes to go. Amy Clifford was after missing uh, a penalty as well. Hit of a brilliant penalty, but it just went the left hand side of the post. Maybe Dixborough thought to themselves this wasn't going to be her day. Now she did step up with two fantastic frees after that as well to help uh, Dixborough along to the win. But just the team themselves, you could see they pushed it on for that last six, seven minutes even uh, to ground out the victory and it was a fantastic team effort from everyone from 1 to 15 in it and they're deserved champions I think anyway from yesterday's performance Yeah certainly are like you know and I suppose that the abundance of youth and you know for a girl like Amy you know to miss a penalty you know heads can go down but you know to be able to step up then and take two free straight after it and pop them over the bar like it just shows it shows real good character um, in a girl especially that she's so so young um, great to see it happen like you know it's you know it's not easy like if you miss a penalty the head can quite easily drop straight away you know we kind of watched it in the double 
Dublin senior hurling final Nafina and Kilmacud Crokes and when Kilmacud Crokes missed the penalty we thought that was it like it was gone and it was definitely Nafina's day but you know by God did they come back and um, I can't think of his name now but he was you know he was the difference in extra time between it's the two haze, teams I think if I'm not yeah, mistaken like it, was, it, yeah. it was unreal like it was class you know, like, so fair play to Amy like it's not an easy task to do especially a girl so young but I suppose like this is what I've been kind of saying all year about Dixborough it's their youth and I think that you know it was kind of you know summarised quite nicely when you see Nee Feeling taking away the player of the match you know we've been harping on about this girl for weeks now and just the talent she has and you know the leadership and the role she plays at centre back for Dixborough you know, absolutely great to see and justly um, rewarded with player of the match yesterday, which is a fantastic achievement for a girl so young in a senior county final to be getting that. Well, we spoke with Aoife Prendergast after the game yesterday. Here's a small little snippet of what Aoife had to say. It's unbelievable. Uh, we do be skating each other. We were um, slating each other there at train. We were listening to the podcast, and uh, I think Anya said about um, Amy filling Jenny's shoes and Neve filling Kira's shoes. So the girls weren't too impressed, but we were giving a bit of slagging. So I know it's great to have the younger girls coming up, and even like the underage uh, group as well. So just keep driving the older ones on, I suppose. You've been inside with Kenny at a senior level. You were there in Crow Park for the All Ireland final in 2020 I suppose though nothing can compare with going out and winning a county title with all of the players your friends that you've played with all throughout the years it makes it something special that's it exactly Martin it's special um, I, I don't take away from playing with the county but just playing with your club is absolutely unbelievable and winning with your club um, This that group of girls they're like sisters to me um, I've grown up with them I went to primary school secondary school with them and even like just played camogie throughout the years with them we've been a part of every team together and to get a county title is unbelievable. That's it, isn't it? It is a great family occasion. You know, you know it yourself. You won the county final um, back in 2015, 2015, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know the, I suppose the elation that you feel because you've probably been playing with a lot of girls all the way up and to come along and win a county final, especially with your friends, your teammates, the whole lot. Albeit, it's great going out with Kilkenny winning an All-Ireland final in Crow Park but the club is really where everything begins for all our young players. Mm-hmm. They want to aspire to get up to the top level, win a county title. And I think Eva epitomised that yesterday with what she was saying. She certainly did. Like, and I suppose that's one thing you have to kind of, you know, give to. And, and I'd often kind of maybe stand back and admire it with some clubs like Dixborough. Are very, they're such they're such a solid unit. It's a real family knit unit. Even like all, you know, their parents are always involved in everything that they do. You know, it's ex, it's excellent to see like they're just so full of like energy and um, you know where there's one there's ten of them nearly just following on and you know it's great to see that unity that they build because like you know Dixborough it's a, it's a big city club like so like I'm sure they have like hundreds of members in the club then and for just this small little group of girls to just go off and to be winning the county finals great Yeah speaking of family you're just after bringing us into the next point Emer Tynum yeah. was a lady who everybody knows in Dixborough mm. she's mad usually on the sideline never short for a few words we had trouble catching up with her yesterday to try and get an interview but we did eventually and here's what uh, Emer had to say about Dixborough and their family unit 
from talking to all the girls, Emer, it seems that they are a huge family. Everyone from the goalkeeper all the way down to all the subs, everyone that came, the backroom team, the management, seems to be a really tight-knit family there between everyone. The girls are so tight. It's unreal. They are a brilliant bunch of girls. They have been together, I'd say, since 14 upwards. A, a good group of girls, well-connected, well-worked, well and well, they just play excellent together and they've been with each other, as I said, from childhood up to senior level and it's excellent. From childhood to senior, how can you go wrong? And Emer, who was part of the panel that won the intermediate title, I think it was 11 years ago, to yeah. bring him up into senior, synonymous out in Dixborough. She has summed up everything that is there. They are such a close family unit. That certainly helped him yesterday to win the county title. Yeah, it certainly did. Like, and it's just, it's not just a great day for the girls themselves. It's a great day for their family and their friends and everybody has been involved, the management team, the whole lot. Um, you know, for any team to win a county final, you know, I think a lot of them allude to it. A lot of winning captains probably allude to it in their speeches about, you know, a great day for the parish, a great day for friends, family, the whole lot. And, you know, that's what it was for Dixborough. They're very, very young. They've got many more years to go in this. You know, they're going to be there. I think, you know, the hurt of probably not competing well last year as we keep on going back to this as well. I think that's actually going to stand to them nearly going forward. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think the youth that they have coming through, they're only going to get stronger um, in the coming years. And, you know, it, it, it's such a great occasion for them yesterday. I'm delighted for them, to be honest with you. I'm especially delighted for you for Prendergast. She works so, so hard. Um, You know, just an excellent ambassador for Camogie. So a great to see her um, you know leading and leading um, Dixborough to um, a county final and you know hopefully a shot at maybe potentially being Kilkenny captain next year Yeah well I didn't want to bring that up with her in the interview but it's certainly something that could be on the horizon for herself uh, something that I did bring up with Donald Carroll their manager speaking afterwards um, is the length of time now the Dixborough, I suppose, have to wait mm. for the Leinster Championships to start. I think it's the 11th or 12th of January that the 2021 competition is starting because obviously they're finishing 2020 shortly. Uh, the semi-final for that is coming up in the 27th, I think. Thomastown is waiting on the winners on the 4th of December. So, I mean, it's a bit of a wait from playing your county final yesterday in, what, the second week of November. And you have a strong, mm. long layoff then until the 11th or 12th of January. How exactly do you try and keep a team together and focused for that length of time ahead? Because as Donald was saying to me, yeah, it's great. They'll try their best. They'll celebrate it like last night, which they did do. But there's a long gap down to their next game. It certainly is. And I suppose this is the fear now that teams could become a little bit incomplacent in that regards. They're probably kind of thinking, oh, it's not till next year. We'll, we'll throw it off. Like, and you don't probably want girls maybe losing the run of themselves over the next couple of weeks. Like, yeah, I know we're saying that it is towards the end of January that their Leinster Championship is going to be. But when you think about it now, that's only eight weeks away. And I suppose that's suppose the, when you look at it like that. Yeah, yeah, like it's only eight weeks away. So yeah, they're probably going to have to enjoy themselves for the next, you know, this week. And I'm sure they're probably being given a break this week and maybe next week. And then they'll go back hard at it because when they do go back hard at it, they will only have the seven or eight weeks to prepare for a Leinster Championship. And they'll need all of that time and they'll want to make sure that every girl is going to be fit and ready and there's not going to be no serious injuries. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. Like I know when we were playing, when we won the Intermediate County Final in 2015, when we were focusing on the Leinster Championship and the All-Ireland Championship you know Christmas probably wasn't the same for us all because we were training throughout it but 
God, I wouldn't hand it back, not for a million dollars like it was. It was the best feeling ever. You know, it was great. And the girls are going to enjoy this. They're going to love it. And, you know, I, I think they will knuckle down. I think they'll work very, very hard for this. I think that they'll want to push on and see how far that they can actually go. Well, the fact that you're then going forward as a club to represent your county at provincial level mm-hmm. and potentially going all the way to a final in Crow Park, like some of the girls like Eva would have been, Kira would have been, uh, you know, with the senior team there, Lucinda was there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose the fact is a lot of them girls would relish the fact of getting to Crow Park with your club to play in an All-Ireland final in around whenever it is the end of uh, February, beginning of March or whatever that way. So the motivation has to be there to mm-hmm. keep going, doing everything right over the winter months or whatever, keeping yourself in tip top shape, then getting back to it and who knows, maybe going all the way this year. Yeah, and I think so. And I think they will be very focused and determined on that. And, you know, they're probably looking at this as as like like there's a massive opportunity there for them that they could go all the way and you know there's nobody going to stop them and I think they're going to be fully focused on the next task that's in hand um, I don't think they're going to take their eye off the ball and I think compared to what they were maybe two years ago I think mentally they're a lot stronger and with this youth kind of prevalent that's probably you know the couple of two three extra four positions that maybe have ticked off the boxes that is finally pushing them over the line or whatever the case may be but yeah like it's going to be exciting it's like I know like I know Tullerone and myself we'd give anything to be in that kind of an opportunity and you know it's it's going to be massive it's going to be huge for the club over the next couple of weeks and you know I, I don't see why they can't go on and win a Leinster Championship if I'm honest like and I do think they could compete at the top for an All-Ireland as well Yeah well we'll probably find out tomorrow evening because just reading down there's a Leinster Council meeting uh, on the 16th which is tomorrow evening and we will probably find out who they will be playing mm. in the 2021 Championships I suppose everybody's tuning in they're waiting to hear the big news <laughs> shall we reveal our nominations for the team of the year at senior level which of course is sponsored by the Roach Injury Clinic we start off with the goalies I suppose Yeah. now we have to say that when these are being done okay there is players that may not be playing in a position when the jerseys were being got and made there was no numbers put on them for a reason is we're not going to go with someone as cornerback someone as fullback or whatever that way we're just going to pick nominations for a goalie what we see is a back uh, some midfielders and the forwards it doesn't mean that the players themselves was playing there all year round mm-hmm. these are the best 15 that we will be picking mm-hmm. uh, as well as the spies because everyone has been collating data in here to the KCLR studio tonight we have had conference calls we've been here with the last couple of hours putting all the details together these are the nominations it's not the team of the year the team of the year will be picked on the 23rd at a special event as well which will be going live but our three goalie nominations anyway for the senior this year is Kirsty Marr of Dixborough Aoife Norris of Piltown and Neve Delaney of Conaghy Shamrocks can't get better than that no it certainly can't like you know you know three really good experienced goalies um, you know excellent you know excellent choices to be fair like delighted to see um, Neve getting a nomination for Connie I think that'll be a massive boost especially their first year up and you know like realistically <laughs> like you're looking at Kirsty Marr and Aoife Norris there that's going to be a ding dong to see who gets that uh, to get that who gets the nods there I know we've kind of 
you know, maybe gone through a couple of things. We're not going to say that. Uh, listen, we know who it is, but we're not going to, we're not going to be letting it well, out. Well, we half know. We're, <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we have we're, know. we're nearly there on it, yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, no, it's great. Like, I suppose when you kind of look both at Kirsty and Aoife, Aoife is currently the Kilkenny, you know, senior goalie. Kirsty was the intermediate goalie in 2016 when Kilkenny won the All-Ireland. So two guys that have a lot of experience there and, you know, two excellent choices. And I suppose we're kind of very lucky in Kilkenny, the fact that we do have you know, such such good calibre of goalies as well. So yeah, great to see. Delighted for the all three guards getting the nomination, which is brilliant. Yeah, and the fact that somebody else nominated Neve Delaney is even better again for ourselves. So the backs at the minute, I'm going to take you through them and then Anya is going to go through the midfielders. So first of all, we have Rebecca Nolan from Clara. We have Katie Byrne from Dixborough. Kate McCluskey from St. Bridget's. Ailish Butler from Thomastown, Megan Farrell from Thomastown, Mairead Power of Piltown, Ashling Nolan in Clara, Neve Phelan from Dixborough, Kellyanne Doyle from Piltown, Jane Cass of Dixborough, Tara Clifford from Dixborough and Lorraine Long of Piltown. So there are our 12 nominations for six backs positions and my God, there's a vast array of uh, clubs nominated for positions there and it's going to be hard to pick the, the six out of it. Now we have some that's slightly picked already. We're still having a few rows on who to finish off mm-hmm. that six. But uh, yeah, some very good talent in there, Anya. Yeah, massive talent in there. Um, you know, and really good to see as well. Like, as you said, like such a mixture from all the clubs. Brilliant to see it. Um, you know, I suppose there's definitely a couple of standout names there when you kind of look at it. Nee Phelan probably being the, the one standout name. Like, you know, player of the match at the weekend has been outstanding for Dixborough all year. Um, you know, so, you know, great to see her getting the nomination in there. But I suppose it's probably not it's that that's that wasn't going to be rocket science if if we're being honest about the situation. Um, but yeah, like you know, delighted for all, every single player that's after getting the nomination. It's great to see it, and um, you know, it'll be it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough. I think this championship this year has kind of thrown in a lot of unfamiliar names, and I think that's kind of nearly the most exciting thing about it. It's not your, you know, we're not sitting down, we're not picking to start in 15 for the Kilkenny Senior Camoga team or the Kilkenny Intermediate Camoga team we're, we're picking an all-star team here from what we've actually seen in um in the club championship yeah so these are the see. best 15 club players that has been voted on by our spies by the referees and all of the championship games this year and of course we have slight little input into it as well from the games that we are after seeing so take us through the midfield nominations that we have and then bring us into the forward line then as well uh, so the midfield nominations then we have Kira Phelan from Dixborough we have Laura Norris from Pilltown we have Anna Farrell from Thomastown and we have Aoife Prendergast from uh, from Dixborough as well you know again four fantastic players that's very hard like any like any two of them could you know walk onto a Kilkenny senior Camogie team in the morning and it's like putting four players into a hat and pulling out yeah. two to see who's going but to get you know what the- like Martin you could actually do it and you would could safely say that any of them would be deserving would be deserving of that um, so yeah like it's you know, a pity we can only do the two I mean mm. we could have picked 30 best players in the place but I mean realistically you have to go with the best 15 that we have and by God yeah four fantastic players there we also have 12 more fantastic players in the forward so give us the nominations on you so the nominations for the forwards are Aoife Doyle of Piltown Steffi Fitzgerald of Young Ireland's Lucinda Gahan from Dixborough Orla Ryan from St. Bridget's Asha McCarty from Dixborough Sophie Holt from Piltown Katie Power from Piltown 
Neve Cullerton from Piltown, Amy Clifford from Dixborough, Alana Gallagher from Piltown, Neve Dowling from Tullerone, and Mary O'Connell from Clara. Again, I don't like where to even start. To be fair, like it's you know there's there's twelve fantastic camogie players that are after being picked there. I think um, this whichever is like taking them, a paper on Grand National mm, Sunday. It's a lucky dip uh, now at this stage. Yeah, and putting a pen literally uh, in six different times to yeah. see who you can pick out in it. Yeah, like it's um, you know I think every single one of them is certainly um, you know they're they're definitely justified with their nomination, and I think that goes to show from like you know all the referees and all our spotters have who have been around and they have been looking at the games closely, and you know from ourselves as well. Like I definitely think it has been the right choice of all the players from at senior level, all all of them who have been what is it 12, 12, 24 what's that, 28 players being nominated in total and the goalies. So nearly 30 players being nominated. You know, that's fantastic to see and and it's great. And, you know, as someone... 31, I make it. Yeah, is it 31? I was never very good at maths, even though I work in the area of accounts. So it's probably not a good thing if my boss hears. Well, me I think it's that. twenty-eight plus three goalkeepers. That's thirty-one. 31. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, it's great. We to see We can get it. the abacus out as well. <laughs> I'm a calculator here, the old style <laughs> one with the big buttons on it. Um, yeah, no, it's great to see. It's brilliant. Um, I think you know it's exciting. It has been exciting. I think this year has been really exciting, and I think this whole um all star team it's after adding a bit of an edge to it, and to actually see the jerseys firsthand the other day, I was blown away by them. They're absolutely class. Now, they're unbelievable. They're actually better in person oh, than the photographs that has been gone up online. Yeah, they are unreal. Yeah, they're deadly. Can't wait to get my own. Sure. I'm actually surprised. Where's my nomination there? We have to backtrack here now a second. I didn't even didn't even get thrown in there. I'm highly disappointed. With that. Well, actually, there was one in by one of the referees that sent it in at one stage, but uh, I, think I don't. It was the lad I gave the the fifty euro to there after the match one day, <laughs> asked him to throw my name in there for the jersey. But yeah, no, it's great. It's great to see all those players. It's brilliant. Um, fantastic achievement for every single one of them, and all of them truly, truly deserve their nomination. And you know, the fifteen that get it, you know, it'll be excellent to see. I think it's you know, it's brilliant. It's it's a great showcasing event. Yeah, well, we're certainly going to look forward to that. The uh, second showcase event was yesterday I suppose it was the curtain raiser to the senior event in John Locke Park there yesterday it was the intermediate game between James Stevens and Barrow Rangers a novel pairing James Stevens only coming up from junior the previous year Barrow Rangers going for their first ever intermediate uh, title uh, and it was a belter on you you were watching this one mm. for ourselves so yeah let us know how events unfolded Okay, I got the I got the prediction wrong. I did go for James Stevens in this one. It was the only one I got wrong out of the weekend, though. Um, but you'd have to say Barrow Rangers were just absolutely phenomenal. Like the first quarter, they scored six points to no score to James Stevens, and you just knew by them. Barrow Rangers came out of the blocks. They were so hungry. They literally fought for absolutely every single ball. There was no way that they were going to let James Stevens take this from them. They were so hungry looking. They were like new calves just being let out of the field. Um, they, it they also just, brings into debate because a lot of Barrow Rangers people said this as well about the water break yeah. that as soon as the water break came in momentum for James or for Barrow Rangers kind of fell by the wayside and it gave James Stevens, I suppose a bit of a breeder and mm. to regroup and to try and come at James Stevens then for the, the second quarter yeah. so I think looking at the way things are going to go the water breaks are nearly gone for next year hopefully because okay. we don't really need them at this no. stage but if the water break wasn't there Barrow Rangers could have been out of sight by half time 
easily. Like it was, they were just, the, this is the, this is a definite case to say like the, the, uh, the water break harpened um, the momentum that Barra Rangers are after, were after going through. They came in, went into the second quarter, then James Stevens outscored them four points to one. And you could slowly see that James Stevens then starting to claw it back constantly. Um, they went in at half time. It was one nine apiece. Um, it, do you know what? It was just, I definitely think to me, it was the standout game from the whole weekend. And you had said that last week that you did think it was going to be the standout game. Literally right down to the final whistle, there was no idea who was going to win it. Um, you know, James Stevens had a couple of probably missed opportunities. You know, they dropped short a couple of frees towards the end that I suppose, listen, in that situation, they definitely had to do that because they, they badly needed a goal. Just to go down to a couple of uh, players, Kayla Joyce Foley in goal for Power Rangers was exceptional, I thought. I thought she was very, very good. Um, Anna Purcell was very good, um, who has Roisin Breen. She's just she's just exceptional. We had this discussion. But she was going in as top scorer in yeah. the championship for that game. She, we like myself and Lillian had this discussion at the match. She has got a pair of hands on her that any hurler would give. She has an absolutely brilliant first touch on her and she is a serious smack of a ball. You know, she was she was excellent. And Katie O'Byrne, I thought, was very, very good as well. Um, I do have to say though, Miriam Bambrick made the slitter talk on yesterday at 12 o'clock it was ridiculous everywhere she went it was like the, it was gone to a stage where I thought the actual slitter was following Marion Bambrick around instead of Marion Bambrick actually following the slitter around she was everywhere she mopped up some load of ball and deservedly I was asked was there a magnet actually in the slitter at one stage <laughs> to know how come it was with Miriam for so long yeah. during that game I would have loved to see the stats and see how many touches she got in that, in that game yesterday because it was phenomenal she was exceptional she just like her, her striking of the ball her delivery of the ball her tackling was so precise I don't I I would be hard to say I don't even know if she actually gave away a free and for a back that's a big thing to actually say like that you know she was defending but she was defending so well that she was winning every tackle and, and every hustle that she was getting into she was absolutely brilliant for James Stevens. Um, I thought Hannah Larkin was very good. I thought Eva Cantrell in the middle of the field was excellent as well. Um, you know, Neve Dealey was very, very good. Tried extremely hard, but I do think that when the chips were down for uh, the village, Emma Minogue stood up and scored one two in a county final for such a young player. Um, you know, she was excellent. It was very, you know, it was an excellent game of Camogie. Bar Rangers deservedly ran out as winners there on the day, and you know they're going to be a massive addition to the senior ranks next year. I wouldn't like to be a team that's going to be coming up against them um, because you know it, it's going to be tough it's going to be tough for any team and you know fair play to them and their uh, their work rate alone in the first 15 minutes was phenomenal and it was a sight to see for at any Camogie match Yeah and of course they will now go through to the Leinster Championship as mm. well to face somebody and I mean they'll go in with confidence yeah. now as well because I mean they have the players they have the quality Um you know, I mean, there's another team that could go all the way to Crow Park uh, early next year and contest the, the club final, which would be great for the club. Yeah, it certainly is. Like, and I'd imagine like probably in the Leinster Championship, they will come up against the likes of potentially Michael of Carlo, you would imagine. Um, so, yeah, like it's going to be interesting for them. And, you know, I think, you know, I think if they just knuckle down and they work hard, you know, who's to say that they can't go all the way? Same with Dixburg. Like, I think Kilkenny is definitely represented by two phenomenal clubs this year now going forward into the Leinster Championship and hopefully fingers crossed into an All-Ireland Championship as well but yeah but on the day Power Rangers yesterday they were immense they were absolutely class 
And I have to say that the crowd that turned up to all of the yeah. three games over the weekend, like they were treated to three brilliant games, but especially in the Barrow Rangers. I mean, you looked over at the Fairbank over in John Locke Park in Callan. It was a wash of blue jerseys, coats, mm. you name it. The yeah. club had banners. Like they were really going for it. Um, and it was great to see because the support, I think myself really drove on the girls and gave it to them like for the, the last couple of minutes and drove them on to get over the line. Certainly. As you said, like the bank across from the stand, it was just full. It was just blue and white everywhere. You know, because I suppose it, it would be fair to say that Paul Town is quite a small town, like, you know, and probably not a massive population in it, but I'd say there was tumbleweed going down the street um, in Paulstown there the other day because there definitely wasn't a sight of a person around the place. It was it was great to see and so many young kids going around with the Bar Rangers jerseys on them. It was phenomenal to see. Um, the support was absolutely, it was unbelievable. It was great to see it. And yeah, like they definitely got, it's like the junior match the day before. There was a great, great crowd of that as well. And, you know, it was definitely, they all got treated to a great game. That in particular, I thought was a phenomenal game of Camogie. Well, Emer Tynan told us she couldn't milk the cows yesterday morning because she the nerves of the county find was getting to her there definitely wasn't cows milked in uh, Barrow Rangers anyway either before yesterday morning or yesterday evening I'd say they were all out celebrating which brings us to the point now of our nominations for the Intermediate Team of the Year which is going to be sponsored by your own Killery Lighting Services Perfect which is very uh Apt, uh, we'll leave you do the midfielders and the forwards since you're always giving it to the backs and I will do the, the goalies first of all. So our three nominations for goalies is Kayla Joyce Foley from Barra Rangers. We have Quiva Morn from James Stevens, and we have Cleena Murphy from St. Clair's. So there are three uh goalkeeper nominations on you and it's great to see someone else getting nominated during the year as well besides the county final winners yeah absolutely or runners think, up yeah I think it's um, great to see so many clubs being involved there as well like you know great to see um, Laura Mulcair from St. Clair's getting the nudge in there considering a team you know that we'd probably wrote off ourselves but they got to a county semi-final very I haven't got to the team. backs yet we're only on the goalies oh sorry I thought I was, I'm after letting the cat out of the bag there <laughs> I do apologise I wasn't listening to you Martin um, but yeah no great to see great to see so many young nominations there I think we'll just we'll skip for straight we'll, we'll move on there. to go yeah. to the backs then is that yeah. it right so we have Aideen O'Connor from Barrow Rangers we have Chloe Power from James Stevens, Jennifer Lahey from James Stevens, Hannah Larkin from James Stevens, Elaine Elward from Mullinavat Anna Purcell from Barrow Rangers, Michelle T and James Stevens, Claire Elward from Glenmore, Miriam Bambrick from Barrow Rangers, the cat out of the hat already, Laura Mulcair for St. Clair's, Neve Sweeney from Emeralds St. Anne's and finishing up our nominations in the back line is Davina Tobin also from Emeralds St. Anne's. Good spread of uh, players on that one as well, only different clubs involved. Different clubs and we'll do a bit of deja vu here. I am delighted for Laura Mulcair to get a nomination from St. Clair's. I'm also delighted for Neve Sweeney and Davina Tobin as well getting a nomination from Emerald St. Anne's too. Great to see so many clubs being involved in it. Um, yeah, like it's going to be interesting to see, I suppose. Again, for me, stand out there, Miriam Bambrick. Um, you know, kind of kind of similar to um Neve Feeling with that regard. So yeah, like it'll be it'll be very, very interesting. There'll be uh, a definitely you'll have six solid backs um in the making there, and it's going to be make for a very interesting. Did we 
have a couple of them already nailed in, but I suppose, yeah, a couple more that have to be put in um, at a later stage. But yeah, it's great. It's great to see it. It's going to be a couple of late nights. I can tell you one thing. We've already been arguing even over nominations at this yeah. stage that we've been here tonight. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'll leave yourself go through the midfields and the forwards starting off then with our four midfield nominations. So for midfield then we have Ruth Jones from Glenmore. We have Orla Bambury from Barrow Rangers. We have Aoife Cantwell from James Stevens, And we have Laura Murphy from O'Loughlin Gales. Again, four extremely talented players. Delighted to see Ruth Jones um, get a nomination in there for Glenmore. Such a stalwart for the club. Um, Aoife Cantwell, you know, she was immense yesterday in the in the county final. And also Orla and Laura as well. Brilliant to see the two girls um, getting the nomination there. In the forwards then, our nominations are Shauna Tracy from Barrow Rangers, Anya Phelan from St. Clair's, Colette Dormer from Barrow Rangers, Neve Dealey from James Stevens, Danielle Quigley from Lachlan Gales, Emma Minogue from James Stevens, Roisin Breen from Barrow Rangers, Leanne Fennelly from Mullinavat, Julianne Malone from Mullinavat, Afton Grace from St. Clair's, Katie O'Byrne from Barrow Rangers and Sophie O'Dwyer from James Stevens. So again, 12 um, excellent nominations there as well. You know, I suppose from the quality that we've seen yesterday in the in the semi-final, you know, you'd, you'd have to say that there's a lot of them there that are definitely worth their tuppence, um, you know, with getting their nominations. Um, you know, I suppose for me, <laughs> the standout there has to be Roisin Breen as well. Like, you know, she, she has she has been exceptional this year. Um, I think you kind of said it earlier on, Martin, I think did she, is she after finishing up as top score or for well, she had 144 going yeah. into yesterday's game um, and I'm not sure on what uh, yesterday's score so she was. Has, she got two from play, she got two 45s and two frees yesterday. So obviously six yeah. in total. So 150 in the championship of 2021. That's fair going, like in all fairness. I mean, if Joe Canning or Henry Shefflin or Eddie Brennan or anyone even done that, like they'd be plod, it's yeah. going all over the place for it. So fair play to Roisin Breen. Yeah, yeah they'd, be, they'd be gone viral at this stage. Maybe we should um, set up a campaign to, to get Breen viral now at this stage. I'm sure she'd only relish in the opportunity for it. But yeah, excellent, excellent work from her and, you know, a serious scoring there. But yeah, again, it's going to be, again, as we said with the seniors, every single one of those players deserve nominations um, for the, those positions so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out Yeah I'm certainly going to look forward to more rows as well hopefully not as long but uh, we'll certainly get there in the end um, It's our first time doing this ever I mean I can understand now why the All-Star Committee has so many people going around to different matches and sitting there and then sitting down at a table and trying to pick it and we're then going to the All-Stars Committee and we're like Jesus why wasn't she picked or why wasn't she picked and that one shouldn't have been picked at all I mean it's nearly been the same in here like with the last hour and a half and you're putting in somebody and then all of a sudden you see another name in it and she's after getting three or four nominations all through the year it's so bloody hard yeah it is it is really really hard like and you know when you're kind of going down through it then as well you're kind of thinking oh look I'm after forgetting so and so on the list or you know it's hard like it is difficult especially like because there has been a lot of people that have been putting there have been putting an input into this as well like our lists are huge like we yeah. have had over 75 to 80 nominations in each grade all mm. through the championships of people being picked so to try and whittle that down like has been a colossal task here this yeah. evening it certainly has like and you know listen there's always going to be someone disappointed and somebody's always going to throw in their own speak where they thought such and such a body should get it or such and such body shouldn't have been even nominated or or what do you know you know not and you're useless and the whole lot and all this here like 
Lillian, to be fair to Lillian, she wouldn't really have a clue anyway what's going Not on. Not so, an iota, yeah, to be like, fair. Yeah, so she doesn't really have much of an input, to be fair. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's like, it is tough. Like, you know, there's a few silent, uh, awkward, silent moments as they earlier on where we're trying, a to few. Figure, uh, trying to figure them out. There was, um, my left arm is a bit sore from getting hit there the whole time. But I was nearly putting on music at one stage here <laughs> to try and break the silence. Uh, but yeah, like, listen, it's great. It's great to see. It's slight. It's exciting. It's delighted. It's delightful to be doing. Um, and it'll be very interesting. Like, I can't wait to, um, I can't wait to actually announce the winners. I think that's when the real excitement is going to start. And hopefully if things go right, the studio here could be all lit up and we could be going live on the 23rd. It's actually only next Tuesday, Anya. Yeah, I know. I we haven't much time like to nail Surely this. I'll be able to get a frock for this, will I? <laughs> I'll have to get my hair and makeup done the whole lot. Sure, we're going all out here. I hear the county board are putting on a big spread for us. <laughs> Messing, by the way. Yeah, if only that was the case. COVID restrictions and all that forbids all them kind of things happening at this moment in time what they don't forbid though is the junior my god if ever there was a parish that yeah. was elated and celebrating and the whole lot they're doing it in style down in Moonkine at this moment in time first of all the intermediate girls go out on Saturday yeah. they get the ball rolling they win the junior title which you predicted all year was going to happen mm. Spud Crowley eventually getting her county medal mm-hmm. Moonkine then go intermediate now yeah. They have bragging rights for 24 odd hours. The hurlers are playing in Nolan Park the following day against Tullahar Ross Berkham. The pressure was all on the boys, I can tell you, after Moonkine beating uh, Pilltown, their yeah. neighbours as well, in the county final on Saturday. And it was a great advert for the game of Camogie. Oh my God, it was brilliant. I think it's definitely one of those games that... I'm not going to forget it for a long time if I'm being honest with you. Um, It was an excellent game of camogie. Just from the get-go, you knew that Moonkine really wanted it and there was something really special about Moonkine just couldn't put my finger on it for at the start of the game like and you know I felt like there was something different about them but you have to say like Piltown trying everything at them they were they knew themselves that they were going in as overwhelming underdogs into that game but by God did they have some fantastic players and like, Joe Wall mentioned it in post-match uh, commentary as well with the interview and we tried to get a bit of it but with time constraints and the whole lot it just wasn't possible he said that Piltown actually got their matchups correct mm. when it came to Moonkine Moonkine for from Spud Crowley, Mairead Corkerton, all in that half back line that was there was always putting ball into the forward line. Yeah. They were the suppliers to the full forward line. Um, and that was all cut out. Emily Crowley couldn't think of the other girl's name. Yeah. Um, he said that supply was cut out completely in the final and Pilsen actually won the matchup battles in that one. Would you agree with him? Yeah, I definitely think so. I definitely think there was a lot of missed opportunities for Piltown. Um, I do think that, and I know some people would say this, that they're like, oh, the score doesn't reflect the game. But genuinely in this game, the scoreline did not at all reflect it. Piltown were working so hard. They, and we alluded to this when we were doing the commentary on the match on, Sash, on Saturday the work rate from Pilltown was probably a lot better than it was from Moonkine. Yep. But Moonkine were, they were sign sealing and delivering it where it mattered. They were getting the scores on the board. They were clinical. When the board yeah. did go into the forwards, they were utilising it. Like I think we said it was 3-4 came mm. out of that full forward line. Yeah. Now to be fair, the third goal 
was the cherry on the cake for yeah. Moonkine going in I think anyway yeah. that was the turning point in the game Moonkine had two goals uh, whatever points it was going into the halftime break Pilton were thinking to themselves okay we're still in it we're after coughing up two goals okay we can still go ahead we can go out in the second half but mm-hmm. the third goal you could see the faces of the Piltown players just on the stroke of half time it was deflating and as Joe said the same thing happened to Moonkine last year against James Stevens mm. above in Palmerstown that they were toe to toe with them the whole way in yeah. it James Stevens then got a goal at half time broke the Moonkine hearts and you could see it after that then the heads just dropped but yeah. Moonkine going in with that third goal at half time you know it really pushed them on then for the second half It certainly did and there was no stopping them then after that like uh, but I do think a, a couple of um, you know girls that really stood out for Piltown Sean and Cody there was at half back you had the two I'm presuming they're the two McCarthy sisters that were playing Sinead and Lisa as far as I know that were playing half forward and centre forward I thought they were absolutely phenomenal um, and Lorna O'Shea if I'm right as well at midfield again absolutely excellent their work rate was unbelievable for Moon Coyne Lorna O'Shea and uh, Sarah Crowley had a real tough, tough battle yeah. all together like Lorna did start in midfield and then they moved her up and put her onto spot mm-hmm. so obviously that was one of the matchups that Moon Coyne or the Piltown was looking strongly at and it was a fantastic battle between the two of them. Oh my God, it certainly was. Like it was literally, the two of them went hell for leather on it. Um, but I suppose you would have to say that, you know, I suppose probably her her experience alone or just her quick sidestep coming out of the tackles and, you know, it, you know, it was just immense from them all. Um, Emily Crowley, who you just mentioned there earlier on, she probably spent the whole second half more or less like um, as a sweeper and played the sweeper role to precision. Her delivery of the ball was exceptional. Lower wall at full forward when the ball went up there she was so dangerous on it um, Deirdre Walsh probably had maybe a quieter game than she would normally have but still she was very very influential um, for Moonkine Marianne Walsh I think you know we'll talk about her in a few minutes um, you know she was excellent uh, I just thought their whole to Ellen Crowley their goalie was unstoppable she was brilliant she was without a doubt well, we know the lady here beside us loves a good goalkeeper yeah. and she loves to hear a goalkeeper roaring and shouting instructions at the defence and the whole lot my god Ellen Crowley done that in spades on Saturday afternoon oh my god she was brilliant like nothing like she just came off her line so confident on numerous occasions um, especially no. towards the end mm-hmm. that one that I can remember and I said it to you the collision between herself and I think it was Nicola Phelan that was going for a ball right at the end and Ellen just came out put her whole body on the line yeah. I mean we heard the crunch that was going on in the yeah. tackle above in the stand it was phenomenal Ellen just bounced up straight away the same as if nothing happened went in between the sticks and just carried on Yeah no it was excellent it was just it was a really really good display of goalkeeping duty that came out of that game on Saturday I thought she was phenomenal in everything her puck outs were brilliant her shot stopping was brilliant uh, coming off the line really fast was absolutely excellent you know it looked like she has been really coached really well. So credit where credit's due for the coaching there that went into that because, you know, it was excellent. See, she was phenomenal. I actually was thinking like that she definitely has to be at least some way in contention for a player of the match anyway because she was just, she was really, really good. 
Yeah, she certainly was. Now, we're skipping over a certain part of it for this moment in time and we're going to come to it at the end of it. We're going to do the Team of the Year nominations first, if that's all right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get you to do the goalies in the backs this time, if that's all right, would you? Yep, so our junior team nomination then for goalies, um, we have Ellen Crowley from Mooncoin, you have Denise Keneally from Carrick Shock and you have Danielle O'Brien from Pilltown. So again, three really, really strong contenders there for those positions. Um, you know, Excellency Denise Keneally from Carrick Shock being getting in through the nomination there as well so yeah like you know three really strong contenders that we're going to have to pick from you know it's it's going that that's going to be a tough one really to go from um, for the backs then you're looking at Marianne Walsh from Mooncoin Shauna Cody from Pilltown Emily Crowley from Mooncoin Sarah Crowley from Mooncoin Maria Corcoran from Mooncoin Emily McCarthy from Pilltown Emily Carl from Carrick Shock Sarah Tobin Pilltown Vivian Holmes Bennett's Bridge John Locks Emer Quilty Mooncoin Anya Kerwin Thomastown and Eileen Fitzpatrick Thomastown although I'm sure she'd want St. Lactons um, after that they here now but yeah um, 12 Well she is wearing the blue and white at the minute She's wearing the so. blue and white at the moment well she was wearing the black and amber yesterday but I'd say you know she probably had the black and amber on in, under the Thomastown colours as well this year Well now the less we'll say about yesterday yeah, okay, for you the better <laughs> uh, Yeah so 12 really good nominations there you know uh, undoubtedly you're going to see Mooncoyne coming out there with the majority of nominations um, and it but it, I think when you look at what they conceded in the championship so far this year, it would make sense why they have so many girls nominated in, in the backs there. Um, excellent to see. Brilliant. Great to see Vivian Holmes from Bennett's Bridge on Locks getting, the, getting a nomination there as well. So yeah, really, really good. 12, you know, excellent Camogie players there to choose from. It surely is. Then we move on to the midfield pairings then for the nominations. We have Nee Fleming from Moonkine, Lorna O'Shea from Pilltown, Laura Phelan from Bennett's Bridge, John Locks and Kelly Dowling from Nave Breathe. Now I have to say I was delighted that we had nominations in from Nave Breathe because mm-hmm. in fairness to the team, uh, albeit up to the quarterfinals, they fulfilled every one of their fixtures despite taking heavy beatings along the way and it's great to see that some of the players from Nay Breed are getting the recognition that they deserve as well for playing their part in what was a very good uh, season I suppose for some of the girls albeit with the beatings that they were getting it's hard to come back from that but great to get the recognition all the same Certainly is it's brilliant and especially for a club that's probably only relatively newly formed as well um, so yeah that's a that's a great um, piece of recognition there for Kelly Dowling from Nave Breed um, the other midfielders Nee Fleming Lauren O'Shea and Laura Phelan yeah again three three more fantastic Camogie players so you know again that's going to be probably similar to the senior you could nearly draw it out of the hat and you know which whichever two come out they're just going to be as deserved as the other two but yeah it's great it's, it's great to see and congratulations on their nominations which brings us in nicely then into the forwards which is Lisa McCarthy from Piltown Kate Holland from Nave Breathe Neve Dunphy from Carrick Shock Laura Wall from Mooncoin, Sinead McCarthy from Pilltown, Laura Dooley from Bennett's Bridge, John Locks, Neve Crowley from Mooncoin, Megan Welsh, Bennett's Bridge, John Locks, Lauren Comerford from Mooncoin, Kira Dunn of Pilltown, uh, Kira Prendergast of Thomastown, and completing the nominations then is Lisa Carey, also from Thomastown as well. So, a vast array of players there, Anya. Great to see, as we said again, Nay Breathe and John Locks Bennett's Bridge mm-hmm. in amongst the uh, the nominations there as well. And it's going to make the task very, very hard to pick out the best players out of all these grades. It certainly is, and I suppose 
when you kind of look at this one maybe there's probably a lot more clubs maybe nominated for the forwards in the junior level you know you've got Pilltown there you've got uh, Nave Breed there you've got Carrick Shock you've got Moon Coyne you've got Bennett's Bridge John Locks and you've got Thomastown all thrown into the mix there so yeah really really good to see um, it's going to be excellent so fine Camogie players there Lisa Carey Thomastown you know Lisa's been around around a long time and a great asset to have on a junior Camogie team you know phenomenal Camogie player um, Megan Welsh is there yeah you've got some great great Camogie players there so it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out yeah it certainly is well that brings us then nicely to our player of the year in all of the grades so this is how we're going to work this slightly so within the next couple of days on the nominations Ken is going to put up on scoreline.ie three nominations for each grade what we are asking all of the public the players everyone to do is to go onto social media and vote for your favourite player in each of the grades. At the end of this week, we will collate all of the data and whoever has the highest number of votes online will get one vote going forward into the selection committee then for player of the year and that will be decided then plus uh, I suppose the committee's uh, votes when it comes to it then as well to see who's going to get the player of the year but we'll start off with the junior uh, nominations Onion you can take us through them Okay so our junior nominations it's uh, firmly stacked up all Mooncoin players so we have Sarah Crowley we have Laura Wall and we have Marianne Walsh all nominated for the Junior Camogie Player of the Year. Yep, three fantastic uh, nominations there. Won't be easy to pick that one out but as we said we're urging all of the people to get online on social media just wait until probably I'd say maybe Tuesday evening Mm -hmm. for that to happen um, and then get voting on it. Our Intermediate Player of the Year then of course is heading in the direction of the Barrow Rangers Club in Paulstown, all coming from that direction. Collect Dormer, Miriam Bambrick and Roisin Brian. Three fantastic names. Any one of those players deserve it of the accolade on you. Uh, not going to be easy to pick a player of the year out of them three. Certainly not like that. I think that one's going to be tough, like very, very tough. You know, three excellent players, uh, three very different players as well, you know, um, and three players that we've even seen from the nominations have been really consistent for their club all year long and they're just rewards they're getting nominated for Intermediate Player of the Year which is great to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting which brings us then to the last piece of business then for the Team of the Year is the Senior Player of the Year which is, the nominations are Neve Phelan from Dixborough Jane Cass from Dixborough and Maraid Power from Pilltown. So congratulations to those three players. One of them is going to be named Player of the Year for 2021. And again, Anya, another tough choice. And delighted that they're all backs as well. We didn't cop that one, did we? No, we didn't actually. No. <laughs> Great to see that as well. Yeah, um, three backs being nominated there. Nee Phelan and Jane Cass from Dixborough, as you said, and Maraid Power from Pilton. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Very interesting to see. And so, yeah, it'll be... Um, it'll be uh, a nice couple of days ahead we have I'd say getting through all of this it certainly will well it brings us on from the joys and elation of the whole lot to a story that broke on Saturday afternoon with ourselves on KCLR through I suppose shock and amazement that came to it as we always do we go for post-match interviews after the game and Anya managed to catch up with Marion Welch the cornerback from Moonkine who had just uh, won the county title with Moonkine and 
I suppose a revelation that came to Anya shocked everyone is all I can say is I'm glad that it was Anya Fahey was doing the interview with Marianne on last Saturday because I certainly wouldn't have been able to take what is about to come up just have us all listen to this first yeah, so um, this time last year, Anya, I basically I was diagnosed with stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma, and um, the first thought that came into my head when I was sitting in that doctor's office was, Jesus, can I play camogie next year now? And like that kind of would not even enter people's minds yeah. at some stage. But this is this is my life. Those girls on that panel are my family. And um, Joe rang me at around Christmas time and said, Look, what's the story, Marianne? Like we're putting in a second team. What do you want to do? Do you want to be regraded? And I said, no, like, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be regraded, I won't push myself to try and get on the first team. If I'm worthy or if I'm good enough to get on that first team, I'm going to push myself. And I actually didn't realise how hard it would be to get back onto that first team. Like I trained throughout the six months I was on treatment from January to June. I only finished five months ago there on Tuesday. And um, I played my first match on the second team in August. And I said, look, I'm getting better. I can see improvements every week. So I am going to keep pushing myself and see where I go. Just take it easy. The girls on the team have been my saving grace. They got me through the six months and have been keeping me going throughout the last two months. So um, I said in July, if I got five minutes in that county final this year, I would be more than happy. And to start and get 55 to 60 minutes today has been, it's been emotional. Being emotional is right. I mean, any time that I hear that, and I've heard it a couple of times Mm. over the weekend, I start to well up. And even listening to that here tonight, you would start to well up. What a story, though. And I mean, for you, it must have been some shock just to find that out when you were going down just to do the interview. I suppose, give us your overriding emotion of the the deal of hearing that first of all um, and then the beautiful interview then that uh, followed afterwards with Marion's story. <clears throat> Do you know what? It was, it was really like, I kind of found it a bit weird and like, I think Lillian, we had kind of spoken about this when Marianne came off I think she there was about 50-55 minutes played in the game and like there'd been one or two other girls that had been taken off as well and she you know listen everyone was there and they're giving a round of applause or whatever the case may be but next thing when Marianne came off she basically got a standing ovation it the was place yeah. just like it just lifted and I was kind of like, you know, I, I actually, and I said it to Marianne as well. I was like, God, you must be a serious character. Like I thought, you know, they were kind of, because she was telling everyone to calm down as well. Like, and I was like, this one I'd say is the right one, you know, on a night out or whatever the case may be. And um, Derek Comfort, I think it's Comfort, isn't it? Derek Comfort. That's the, right. Yeah, yeah. Derek Comfort came over to me after the match and he was like, are you looking to do an interview with one of the guards? I said, I am. Yeah. And he goes, you do me a favour, will you do one with... Uh, Mal and the number four and I said actually I said can I ask you a question is there I just I don't know I I felt like there's something a bit different about it and I was like can I ask you something I said why because I said she got a fierce like you know round of applause when she was coming off the field and he basically said listen she'll tell you her own story but she had she was diagnosed with um, stage 3 Hodgkin's lymphoma and I was stomached I, I was like what like I just, I didn't, I didn't even wait for him to finish talking to me. I just went running around looking for her and I found her anyway. And um, we just spoke for maybe 40, 45 seconds and she was telling me and to say now I wanted to cry was an understatement. So then we did the interview anyway and just, do you know what? 
you think you have t- tough times ahead of you and you do you think that sometimes you, you know you get up out of bed in the morning and you're like oh another day or you know when you think you have problems God you don't not at all what that girl conquered and what that girl has achieved is absolutely incredible. She is an absolute inspiration. And I even put it up on my own personal Instagram and my own social media afterwards. Like I am in awe of her. I just think like, you know, some people go around and they complain about the smallest things in life, you know, and you have a girl that has been through so much, so young, 26 years of age, like to go through something like that and to be so positive and she's absolutely, she's gorgeous. She's such a stunner of a girl as well. And she's just got a fantastic personality. I spoke to her for literally five minutes and you could tell straight away, you know, first appearances, like, you know, first impressions. She was phenomenal. She was such a lady. Um, She was so positive and she was so open about her story. And, you know, she alluded to herself when she was talking about it. You know, she could have went down a dark hole, but she didn't. She pushed on, she pushed forward and she got herself right. And she couldn't have, um, she could have, you know, praised Moonkine Camogie Club and the whole parish of Moonkine any more than she did. Her exact words was, Camogie has saved me. Yeah, that's basically it. Like, it's like, you know, it was just phenomenal. It was just, it was so good to see. Like, and I just think like, she is such an inspiration to everybody around. And like, I remember I actually sent it to my mom and my sister and my mother was like, that's incredible. That's a beautiful story. Like, and I sent it to a couple of the girls in Tullerone and the Camogie Club. Um, I sent them the interview and I was like, listen to this. And if you ever think you can't do anything, just think about this. And like every single one of them were stomached by it. They're like, oh my God, wow. And we went training then Sunday morning with the 21s and I met Marlies and she was like, Anya, that girl, tell me. Like everybody is so invested. I was working in the bar Saturday night on blowing Freshford and the old lad sitting at the counter. Come here, tell me this. You were on the radio there and you were interviewing a girl. Tell me that story. The whole place is talking about it. It's phenomenal. Sports Joe um, had it up as well. Like she's gone viral, but she's been so open about her story and it's such an incredible story. But what makes it more incredible is we've had Jerry Comfort on our programme on the podcast here with us last Tuesday night. There was no mention no. of this whatsoever in the club. Everything was kept. It was her own story. Yeah. But it was amazing to come out afterwards. Like, I mean, I cried Literally, and I'm not ashamed to say it, I cried going home in the car on Saturday evening. I didn't listen to your interview. I just literally sent it straight in Mm -hmm. to Shane in the studio and I was listening to it on the way home and I literally cried. And the first thing that came to my mind is you hear all different clubs Mm. and you've had it in Tullerone as well and everyone giving out about I'm not getting picked. They're, they're, you know, they're not giving me a fair crack of the whip or whatever. Mm. And girls are giving up because they feel that they're not getting a fair crack of the whip yeah. or, you know, they're being pulled off after 15 minutes or whatever. Here's a girl who has went through that, never once complained, mm-hmm. battled through training sessions, even though she was going through the treatment mm-hmm. and the whole lot. And when asked to be regraded, refused to do so mm-hmm. because of the fact that she felt herself, well, if she has a chance of getting onto the team and going forward and potentially winning a county medal this year, she wants to fight for her place. Yeah. I mean, surely to God, when people hear that, they think to themselves, well, I'm being hard done by. Just listen to that and then really ask yourself, am I really being hard done by? Yeah. Like, I think like it's spot on. Like, just, 
like I can't get over it. Like I had actually um, a friend of mine in trains, Mankind GA, text me after the game. He obviously would know Marianne. Like he, um, you know, being involved down in Mankind, he would obviously know a lot of them down there. And he was, he was in awe about it as well. He was like, that's a phenomenal interview. It was so good to hear her talk you know, just tell her story. Like, and, you know, I suppose like, you know, as I've said already, like you think you have tough days, but when you have to come back to something like that so young and just come out the other side and be fighting, like to be training throughout her chemo, I just think is, you know, outrageous you know so like here's me I'd be looking for an excuse of a Tuesday and a Friday what excuse am I going to send to Ned and Bunny now tonight about not going training there's no excuses anymore there's not going to be excuses anymore like I just think like you know she loves Camogie so much you know as she said herself Camogie saved her but the one thing I will say like she was talking about you know the lads were kind of saying to her making her management team and I must say it just goes to show what great managers they were in Joe Wall and Derek Comfort and all the lads that were involved with the Moon Clank Grant team. is down there as the, well. Yeah, their management it? team had it down to a T and it's what she said to me after it. She said that they basically kind of like, you know, you know, focus on the game, Marianne. You know, you've been through tougher battles and this is not going to be anything like those. And she was so right. Like, and I was kind of like, it's something so small, you know, something so easy to say, but like the way they managed it was 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 perfect. You know, she they didn't treat her any different. Why should they? Um, I'm del- to be honest with you, I'm delighted we didn't know any of this, and I'm delighted we didn't know when the nominations and all that were coming in as well. Um, I just think, do you know what? She's phenomenal. She's a credit to herself. She is a, a beautiful person, um, a fantastic human being, great personality. I must say, and that's literally from only talking to her for less than ten minutes. I just thought this girl, like, I was in awe. I actually went up to her afterwards and I was like, can I take a picture with you? Because like, I was like, you're my hero. Like, I love it. Like, I'm even starting to well up here now. I just, for someone so young. You're not the only one. I, yeah. I'm still the very same it's, here as well. But it's yeah, a fantastic it's story great. to have over the weekend. Yeah. Fantastic for good, the player. good story. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it was great that they came out on top uh, yeah. as well with it. As you said, we didn't know nothing about it until you were down on the pitch having that small little chat with Derek and with Marianne then uh, over the weekend. But it was great for herself to be able to tell her story and hopefully... Um, in later on times that we might be able to delve into that a small yeah, little bit more um, as well and not even just with Marianne because we know there's other players out there as well yeah. that has potentially gone through the same thing or like Marianne after her county final defeat last year that she did get the diagnosis of it there could be a girl uh, or a young lady sitting in a doctor's office somewhere during the week mm-hmm. that could potentially be getting the same diagnosis so you know know it out there that you're certainly not alone and like all GAA clubs and families around the place mm-hmm. lean on them for support if you need it because it just goes to show as Emer said earlier on everyone is a family well Marianne had the family of Moonkind mm-hmm. supporting her all throughout her treatment recovery the whole lot and it's fantastic to see and I mean that's what the GAA and Camogie is all about certainly is and I've been saying this for years the Kilkenny Camogie community is so so small and so close-knit and I think if ever anybody needed any sort of support or you know it's just even just someone to chat to there's always somebody there and that's one of the greatest things about GA and that's why I know that's why I know I love being involved with GA you have your you have your you have a different sense of family and Aoife Prendergast spoke about it in her interview after their county final win they're a group of sisters and that's what 
the GA and Camogie do it's a family it's a different family that you have and there's always going to be someone there like some of my best friends I've met through Camogie and they will continue to be my best friends no Lillian I'm not talking about you get away from me over there but you know it is it is it's I, you poor Lillian gets an awful hard time <laughs> yeah. off the two of us like she but does. you know it's, it's one of the greatest things in life I think being involved in some sort of a team sport and the support you get that comes along with it. It's absolutely fantastic. And just uh, just a little note there on, um, you know, bringing up awareness for, for these kind of things. It actually made me a little bit more aware over the weekend that I actually started checking, not started checking, but I was more conscious about checking more regularly, if we'll say that. And I think that's very important as well, especially um, for young girls and young women. Really, really important that we all look after ourselves. It surely is. And on that note, as we said, we are going to come to an end. Ken is going to kill us because this is supposed to be going out <laughs> shortly. We didn't know that we were going to be still having an argument well into the night here in the KCLR studios. But for now, that is the end of episode 11. Our team of the year nominations or nominees have now been announced. We can see Twitter and everything going into meltdown shortly uh, during the week but hopefully everyone is enjoying the podcast I know for uh, from Ken that you are all enjoying them so far anyway and the listenership is fantastic hopefully we're going to break the listenership with this podcast as well don't forget you'll get them on all your usual outlets on Apple Spotify it'll be on scoreline.ie shortly probably up on Facebook and Twitter uh, as well for everyone to hear back and myself and Anya and our lovely producer Lil here beside us because in fairness now we have to give her credit she does keep the two of us on our toes here for a, a lot of the time No no Martin never okay, give right, her credit okay. never give her credit for God's sake <laughs> Well on that note we are going to sign off just don't forget uh, next Tuesday will be the announcement of the team of the year we're certainly looking forward to it don't forget to check out social media for voting for the player of the year as well that's going to be important when it comes to the vote for next week and keep an eye out on scoreline.ie for details of the podcast coming next week which could be going out live for the very first time here from the KCLR studios which would be fantastic indeed but from a very late KCLR studio Mm. here this evening it's goodbye from me and and myself thank you and we will see you all next week goodbye this is come on kind with martin quilty and onya family yeah!